Welcome. You are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Thank you for joining us for the January 2023 edition of the Crestone Eagle. My name is Paula Vaughn. We are going to start with a public notice from the Swatch County Board of Commissioners. Swatch County Board of Commissioners seeks Swatch County Planning Commission members. Swatch County Board of Commissioners are seeking members and alternates from Town of Swatch, surrounding area, member and alternate, La Garita and Center area, member and alternate, Town of Center and surrounding area, member and alternate, Cochitopa area, alternate, Moffat and surrounding area, member and alternate, Hooper and surrounding area, alternate, Via Grove and surrounding area, member and alternate, at large for all of Sawatch County, alternate, Crestone and surrounding area, member and alternate. Representative must be a property owner or property manager and reside in the area they are interested in representing. Regular members terms are for three years and the alternate terms are for one year term. Swatch County Planning Commission meets on the last Thursday of each month in the Road and Bridge meeting room. The Planning Commission may also have work sessions throughout each month to work on the Swatch County Master Plan and different items. If you are interested, please send a brief letter of interest stating qualifications and interest to Swatch County Land Use. Attention, Amber Wilson, P.O. Box 326, Sawatch, Colorado, 81149 prior to Friday, January 13th, 2023. Should you have any questions, please call Amber Wilson at 719-655-2321. And now turning to San Luis Valley News, SLV COVID-19 Public Health Update from December 29th, 2022. Thousands of free vaccinations have been administered by the staff of the state-sponsored mobile COVID-19 vaccine bus in the San Luis Valley. Individuals who would like to utilize the bus to get up-to-date on vaccines will still be able to use the bus through at least January 15th, after which it is uncertain whether this resource will be continued. Vaccines will continue to be available through public health agencies and other vaccine providers. Vaccinations and boosters for COVID-19 are available on the vaccine bus from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. unless otherwise noted at the following locations in Sawatch County. Thursday, January 5th, that's already passed, but we also have Thursday, January 12th at Otto Mears Park in Sawatch from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And now turning to front page news from the Crestone Eagle for January. Proceeding with caution in developing Sawatch County. This was written by Heather Draper. Talking about economic development in Sawatch County brings up wide ranging opinions about what is most important in an area that has now been discovered by more people along the front range and beyond. From a lack of affordable housing and high paying jobs to a dearth of commercial buildings and entrepreneurial support, the list of reasons is long regarding why the county has remained relatively quiet and isolated, public officials and business leaders said. But population growth, especially in Crestona and the Baca in the last few years, is concerning to many longtime residents. So it's important that future development protects what residents love about living here, said Theo Baudreau, 
general manager at Joyful Journey Hot Springs Spa, and board president of the Sawatch County Tourism Council. How do we promote our uniqueness while balancing sustainability and leaving no trace? Boudreaux asked. We need people here. There are many businesses that thrive on tourism. How do we keep business owners thriving but be safe in how we bring people here? He asked. He said that when he started working at Joyful Journey in 2014, they had 14 employees. Now they have 45. We hear things about what's happening in Breckenridge and the I-70 corridor, that the area is too busy now, Boudreaux said. We're beginning to have the Highway 285 corridor. That's why we have to be careful with tourism and growth, not to let it surprise us. While Boudreaux concedes there are no easy solutions, one thing he thinks would be helpful is to have more coordination among the towns of Crestone, Center, and Sawatch in promoting and supporting local businesses. He suggests that business owners join the Sawatch Chamber or the Tourism Council for more help. Business owners would benefit from getting more involved with other businesses within our county to discuss challenges and opportunities to support each other, he said. What to do about affordable housing? Sawatch County Commission Chairman Tom McCracken said, Economic development is an issue in and of itself. For one thing, we don't have housing. You need to have housing first before you can bring in workers. McCracken said the county is working on two affordable housing projects that should provide some relief in the not-too-distant future. In Crestone, we have a contract on just under five acres, he said. It is referred to as Tract 5, just across the street and southeast of the charter school on Hemlock. The housing needs assessment called for at least five to ten units in Crestone, in addition to Living Wisdom Village's 20 planned units, he said. The county is waiting on approval on the planned unit development, PUD, from the town of Crestone before they close on the property. The other project is in Sawatch, where the county purchased a city block north of Denver Avenue and west of 2nd Street. The county is waiting on an environmental assessment of the block, looking for potential contaminants from a historical gas station across Highway 285 from the property. That project calls for 24 units, three of which may be available for sale rather than rentals, he said. McCracken said the county's isolation is another factor hampering growth, not only because of supply chain issues, but because many people like to live in cities where there's more to do. There are people who want to live remotely, but a lot of them have their own gigs. There are plenty of homes going up in the Baca, but I don't know if those people need jobs, he said. It's kind of a catch-22. There are also businesses who need employees, but people aren't available. Outgoing Sawatch County Commissioner Tim Lovato agreed that many jobs are going unfilled, noting that a couple of restaurants in Sawatch can be open only a few days a week because of staffing issues. But Sawatch County also needs affordable childcare, Lovato said. Otherwise, you can't get people out into the workplace. Fortunately, the county is looking into ways to provide lower-cost child care thanks to unexpected funding from a federal class action lawsuit over the calculation of payments in lieu of taxes that underfunded counties across the country, he said. The settlement meant an extra $1.9 million in Swatch County coffers this year and will mean another $1.9 million next year. The federal government pays PILT to local governments for federal land within their boundaries that aren't subject to property taxes. The PILT money is meant to help those governments provide services such as police and firefighting to federal land.
In 2017, Kane County, Utah sued the government for underpaying PILT funding, which is based on a statutory formula. From 2015 to 2017, the Department of the Interior based PILT funding on congressional appropriation instead of the PILT formula, resulting in lower payments to local governments. Kane County won the suit, which the court certified as a class action lawsuit. Lovato, who was watering his cattle while talking with the Eagle, said the county should also help fund specialized training for workers such as getting a commercial driver's license or technology training. I know there's talk about solar power and other future industries here, but I'm talking about now, he said. If people don't want to stay here now, what's going to bring them back in five years? Money available to help business owners. Although it can be difficult to acquire funding to start a business, the San Luis Valley Development and Resources Group, DRG, and Council of Governments in Alamosa has money available to loan prospective business owners, said Commissioner McCracken, who is on the executive board of the DRG. If someone doesn't qualify for a conventional bank loan, there are different funding sources that allow DRG to loan money to business startups, he said, adding that the only reason they haven't been making loans recently is because they're short-staffed. Andy Hackbarth, a musician who recently bought the Sawatch Hotel in Sawatch, said because communities in the San Luis Valley are considered underserved and at risk, there is also money available at the state level to help entrepreneurs. I've gotten four grants from the State Historic Fund to help renovate the hotel, Hackman said. I've gotten energy efficiency funding and an Excel rebate that helped take a bite out of my costs for appliances. What was most difficult for him was finding information about what types of grants he might be eligible for and how to apply for them. It's hard to know about these resources because there's not really a central database for information, and that is the big struggle, said Hackbarth, who is a member of the Sawatch County Tourism Council. He credits Sawatch County sustainability envi sustainable environment and economic development succeed for pointing him in the right direction and the State Office of Economic Development for showing him different resources that were available. Sawatch County has also provided sales tax grants to help him get started. Coming out of this next recession, I see the San Luis Valley really flourishing in the next couple of years, Hackbarth said. There's ecotourism and branding the valley as the center of that. We have dark skies, quinoa factories, organic farming, and some of the best hot springs in the country. That niche is really important to us. It's a different kind of Colorado than Vale or Breckenridge. If we don't tell our stories, others will, he said. For incoming District 3 County Commissioner Liza Maron, economic development should provide opportunities for the people of Sawatch County while protecting our home and Mother Earth. Maron helped create Succeed to help local businesses and has worked there for 20 years. She recently resigned as the chair of the organization in preparation for starting her first term as County Commissioner in January. She sees so much possibility in Swatch County that she can't wait to be a county commissioner, she said, while naming industries like alternative energy, pasture-fed beef, and agritourism as areas of potential growth. We have an opportunity with agritourism because people are so thrilled to have a connection to a farm, Marone said. It's a great opportunity for a very hungry urban population that would love to have a farm stay. 
Sawatch County also needs to focus more on business retention, she said, because we can't take for granted that businesses are vulnerable. We need to buy local because that money rebounds into our economy, she said. Marone, like others interviewed for the story, feels strongly that Sawatch County needs to lead from a place of strength and move away from the poorest county in the state mentality. Even though we're not known for money in our wallets, we have some of the best natural resources and stewards of the land in Swatch County, Marone said. People know how to work with their hands and raise food. Our dark skies and vistas are astounding, and if we don't tell our story, others will tell it for us. And now taking a look at Crestone News. Crestone Town Meeting. Citizenry unhappy with proposed budget. This is written by John Rowe. A well-attended town meeting was held at Bob's Cafe in Crestone on Monday, December 5th. Over 40 attended in person and quite a few more via Zoom. This in a town of only 138 people. The meeting was facilitated by Susan Hawkinson, a volunteer for the town of Crestone. The meeting opened with Elaine Johnson, who was given several peoples of al allocated time to speak so that she could make a 20-minute presentation to Mayor Danforth and the Board of Trustees. Johnson appeared to speak for many as she launched into a dissertation expressing displeasure with the proposed 2023 budget. The mood of the crowd was angry but polite and orderly. Almost all seemed to be of the opinion that too much money was being proposed for 2023 spending. Johnson had two figures written down on an easel to start the meeting. One was the town's population of 138. The second, the amount of proposed labor costs for the upcoming year of $571,945.14. This figure doesn't include any other expenses such as equipment or hardware. Johnson flipped the page on her easel to show how much other area towns spent on labor last year, including employee and contract labor. Moffitt, population 106, labor $113,000. Blanca, population 335, labor $327,000. Blanca has its own three-person police force and trash collection. Marble, population 134, labor $215,600. Antonito, population 647, labor $538,000. Antonito has its own sewage processing plant. Johnson was adamant in pointing out how much less per capita similar towns spend and that some of them have a markedly higher level of services offered. She stated, matter-of-factly, a growing group of Citizens is considering recalling the mayor and all board members if the spending is not rolled back. There were many nods of agreement with this statement. Other points raised included the water base rate, which is proposed to go up to $54 from $34, and sewer to proposed to increase from $40 to $42. It was pointed out that even modest increases like this will affect many who don't have a lot of spare income. Johnson questioned the need for a new public works yard, something that will cost a significant amount of money. She wondered if other options had been explored. Another consideration is a new toilet proposed for the town park at a cost of $350,000. Many thought this was way out of line and insisted the mayor and board reconsider this in the final budget. Mayor Danforth and the five board members were notably quiet during the meeting, appearing to be earnestly listening.
At a town board of trustees meeting on December 7th, the water increase was cut to a much more modest level. There will be no sewer increase and there will be no standby fee. This was the most contentious of the water and sewer fees that was going to be instituted on anyone within 100 feet of water or sewer services, whether or not they used the services. The mayor and board did not have time to do more as the budget was required to be submitted and instead included a stipulation in the submitted budget that it could be amended in January 2023 to include any more changes. The town of Crestone has adopted a budget and can be viewed at this website www.townofcrestone.colorado.gov. And in community news, free box remodel, a community gift for the new year. This is written by Lisa Bodie, CEX Director. Just in time for the holidays, the Crestone Free Box received a complete remodel in December. More than 20 volunteers spent a weekend organizing, sorting, and rebuilding the entire interior of the space to provide you with a beautiful new gifting and receiving experience in 2023. The Crestone Moon construction crew led the makeover by tearing out almost all of the existing shelves and racks, built and installed new ones, and created a back door so the area provides almost four times the storage space. When you walk in, you will find an area for bedding and linens, kitchen items, electronics, art and supplies, holiday seasonal, and other household items. There is an amazing new kids area that provides shelving for 0-24 to 24 months and toddler clothing, as well as kids books, games, and toys. The old bins were replaced with hanging racks to display all men's, women's, boys' and girls' shirts, sweaters, and jackets. All pants, shorts, skirts, t-shirts, and pajamas have been folded and placed into new shelving systems. The shoe rack was expanded and there is a new area for toiletries and other accessories such as swimwear, hats, gloves, scarves, and belts. Don't worry, bibliophiles, the bookshelves have remained the same. The large clothing storage bins were repurposed to help us keep up with the inflow of items. In back, there are two bins for volunteer use and storage only, and there is an intake bin in front in case you aren't physically able to put your drop-off items away. For 2023, let's make the following community commitments to each other. Free Box New Year's Resolutions We will sort, hang, and organize all of the items we bring to the Free Box. We will take all of our boxes and bags with us for recycling. We will not take bins, storage containers, trash cans, and other infrastructure items. We will take only what we need. We will not drop off mattresses, large furniture, couches, chairs, desks, etc. Electronics that need recycling, large TVs, computers, etc. Dirty, ragged, torn, stained, or wet clothes. Human or pet food. We live in bear country. Items that are broken or not fixable. Drugs or illegal items. Dangerous chemicals. Used makeup and beauty products. Opened supplements, vitamins, etc. Any items that would be dangerous to children. Please use the bulletin board inside to post items and services that are too large for the free box or are for free barter or trade. Volunteers will also find a clipboard to sign in, record service hours, and leave notes for space improvements. The free box provides our community with an invaluable service, so please respect the redesigned space and keep the generosity flowing throughout this new year. If you would like to receive email updates, please send a message to Crestone Energy Exchange at gmail.com. You can also join our Facebook page or visit our website www.crestoneenergyexchange.org. 
Now turning to Library District news written by Sarah Cohen Frey, Northern Swatch County Library District. Be sure you follow the Northern Swatch County Library District on Facebook for up-to-the-minute news releases, notifications, and events you won't want to miss. Would you like to read at Preschool Storytime at the Baca Grand Library? We'd love to have community volunteers help with this. Contact Eden at Eden Elderberry, that's E-D-E-N-E-L-D-E-R-B-E-R-R-Y, at nsclibrarydistrict.org. Recurring Programs Pre-K Storytime every Tuesday at both library branches at 10 a.m. led by awesome community volunteers. After School Program every Tuesday at the Baca Grand Library at 3.30 p.m. Game Time Self-directed, every Thursday at 3.30 p.m. at the Baca Grand Library, take a break with your friends at the library. We have a variety of board games for you to play. Singing Bowls and Energy Healing will continue at the Baca Grand Library monthly on the 20th at 5 p.m. Special Events Pranayama Class, the library's own Uma Jolakur, will conduct a Pranayama class on January 25th. In the first of two classes, Uma will introduce the concept of prana and the first of four then the first four of eight pranayama breathing practices, as taught to her by Ayurvedic practitioner and teacher Basant Lad Mas. Instruction includes indications and contraindications for each pranayama, demonstration and group practice, and a Q&A session. Looking ahead, the library will host a community art show in February with the theme, What is Love? If you're interested in displaying a work of art, contact Eden at edenelderberry at nsclibrarydistrict.org. That's E-D-E-N-E-L-D-E-R-B-E-R-R-Y at nsclibrarydistrict.org. Library hours and closures. Baca Grand Library hours are Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Sawatch Public Library hours are Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. and Saturday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Masks are welcome, but not required. Please note that the libraries will be closed on Monday, January 16th for Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And we have one upcoming event this week. Gabe Brown, Dirt to Soil, is the feature for Soil Sangre de Cristo Speaker Series on January 11th from 7 to 8 p.m. Gabe Brown is one of the pioneers of the soil health movement, which focuses on the regeneration of our resources. The ranch in North Dakota consists of several thousand acres of native perennial rangeland along with perennial pasture land and cropland. He authored the book Dirt to Soil. They believe that healthy soil leads to clean air, clean water, healthy plants, animals, and people. Gabe and Brown's Ranch have received many forms of recognition for their work, including the prestigious Heinz Foundation Award for the Environment. He has also received a Growing Green Award from the Natural Resource Defense Council, an Environmental Stewardship Award from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, and a Zero-Till Producer of the Year Award, to name a few. Gabe has also been named one of the 25 most influential agricultural leaders in the United States. To get more information, go to the website https colon slash slash www.soilsangredecristo.org for more information and to RSVP for the virtual event. 
And we have some weekly events you might want to be aware of. On Mondays, seniors, 60 and up, have lunch at Little Shepherd Church. Delivery is available for homebound seniors. Suggested donation is $3. Call 719-589-4511. On Tuesdays, BGL Writers Group at Baca Library at 4 p.m. On Wednesdays, Men's Bible Study at Cloud Station at 8 a.m. And also on Wednesdays, we have the Senior 60 and Up Lunch at Little Shepherd Church with delivery possible for homebound seniors at noon on Wednesdays. And on Wednesday, we also have food distribution at the Crestone Food Bank next to the Crestone Mercantile from 9 a.m. to noon. And that's all we have time for today. Thank you for joining us for the Crestone Eagle. My name is Paula Vaughn. If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at www.aincolorado.org or by calling 303-786-7777.